Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 15 of GPN. And just a reminder, if you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and like everything on our Instagram and Facebook. This week, we are going to discuss some of our favorite things around Thanksgiving for our picks of the week, and then a game called Myth or Truth about my favorite book, Why Men Love Bitches. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be an exciting episode today, guys. But we're going to start off with our picks of the week. Anna, do you want to kick it off? Oh, yes, I do. I would love to. Thanksgiving is my favorite. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It has been since I was little. I love it because it's all about food and being with the people you love. And there's no pressure around it. I do like Christmas, don't get me wrong. But Thanksgiving just always has the best vibes. Um, Specifically... Last Thanksgiving, I made this recipe for sweet potato casserole with pecan crumble on top, and I always add marshmallows, and it's to die for. So I'm going to share it on sometime this week. It'll be great. You guys can have it, and it's delicious. I love that. That's amazing. I honestly – I would say my favorite Thanksgiving pick would just be around – like being with my family. I think it's really nice that a lot of retail companies have decided to um, shut down their business that day too. I'm really lucky that Target is doing that this year. So I get to spend time with my family, my cousins. um, They just had a baby too. So this year we have a little baby coming for Thanksgiving. Um, One of my favorite traditions though with our family though is we'll actually pick somebody new to say grace every year. It's kind of like a really special thing. My grandpa will pick who he wants to do it. So like I've already been picked before, but um, just like when we're all sitting together in my dining room, because we have it at my house, like somebody will say grace and just talk about like why they're so thankful. And I feel like it's always like a very emotional time for our family too. just thinking about like loved ones that have passed away and just reminiscing on everything. And I feel like I feel myself getting emotional each year around Thanksgiving and just like really feeling thankful for everything that I have. So I feel like in the stress of everything, we always talk about it. Like you just have to remind yourself sometimes how thankful we really are compared to some other people out there. So yeah. How about you, Nat? Um, I think it's hard because even though I'm an only child, my mom's whole side grew up on a kind of a farm together. So I'm used to being with my cousins and aunts and uncle like all of the time. Um, so being at college and not being able to go to go home at all during the semester because of golf is really hard. So I really look forward to going home during Thanksgiving and stuff. And it's honestly just one of my favorite things being at home for the holidays. And we all go over, you know, walk across the yard to my grandma's house and do Thanksgiving dinner there. And we always have Christmas brunch together. And, you know, we all have a stocking every cousin aunt uncle everyone has a stocking at my grandma's house so when we go like I don't know it's just one big family thing because I'm really close with all of them so I definitely miss being home with them but um one of my favorite Thanksgiving things um is the Macy's Day Parade and I actually was in the Macy's Day Parade one year which was crazy um I was in eighth grade and I jump roped at the time. I did competitive jump rope and they picked a Wait, nash. I didn't know this. <laughs> it's actually really big in Columbus. Do you know what it is? <gasps> no I way. used to double dutch on no, the yeah, elementary yeah, yeah. school playground. Wait, did you not know this? Wait. No, I had no idea. I knew that. I think you did you competitive jump rope. Yeah. I, I've seen it. 
Yeah. No, there are a lot of teams in your area. It's really big in Ohio. So, yeah. So, I used to do competitive jump rope, and they picked a national team. I want to say it was 100 people, maybe a little over 100 people to go, and it was the first year that they were invited to be in the Macy's Parade, and the team was called Jump, and essentially, we had to jump the entire route of the (gasps) Macy's Parade. So, we jump roped for over two hours straight. Like, nothing stops this parade. So, like, I was jumping through horse shit and <laughs> like, like oh anything you can think of God. and these people in the streets of new york city are like yeah so we have this whole routine that you do just going through the streets of new york and then so how they did it is we would jump and jump and jump and jump and then to get your break i think we got two breaks the whole thing it was like over two miles long i think it was like 2.5 miles or something that we had to do this The front couple lines would break in the center, and then you had to sprint back. (laughs) You would squirt water in your mouth with, like, a Gatorade bottle, and then you had to get right back in line and keep jumping. Like, there were no breaks. So, we trained for this thing for months. It was literally hell. I actually hated it, like, leading up to it. And then we got there, and it was so freaking cold and, like, doing that much cardio. But when it's that cold, like, my lungs were just burning, and, oh, God, it was hell. But... It's kind of cool to say I was in the Macy's parade. So like, that's I wouldn't change it for anything. What's her face? Uh, Debbie Ryan from Jesse. She was in the float in front of me. That's (laughs) yeah. It was really it was like cool because you got to see people like in practicing at night um, down on the green square. Like you know how at the end of the parade, Mm -hmm. so we had our performance there, like your final performance. And it was cool, like, going to practice and just all the VIP treatment. And we stayed, obviously, like, at the West End, like, Times Square. Like, I don't know. It was just really cool for days. But it was funny, though, because we had practices in these, like, sketchy areas of, like, Brooklyn and, like, at these random, like, rundown elementary school outdoor. I don't know. It was really sketchy. But they made us jump for, like, two and a half, three hours straight for, like, conditioning for a couple of days leading up to it, too. And we had to do that by ourselves beforehand. So it was just a lot of work. So safe to say I used to be in good shape. Here I am now, golfing and walking. Um, <laughs> so, so Nat, funny story, just to put in perspective for you. I work, like, two streets up from where the green would be for Macy's. Really? For the parade. Yeah, that's like where I work. Like that's where my office is. But anyways, oh um, gosh, I now know I give you so much credit for doing that because my junior year of college, I was studying away in New York and my friends came and visited me and we just went and simply watched the Macy's Day Parade, okay? And we had to get our Starbucks. We had to be in our huge puffer jackets because it is cold. So I give you so you much credit. That is literally too. amazing. Like, that is so cool. And, yeah, we did have to get up early to get a good spot. But um, also crazy, I saw one of my ex-boyfriend's moms from high school. Like, she was walking in the parade. Like, she was, like, part of the Santa float. How funny is that? I was (laughs) like, so random. Like, I texted her after. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I saw you. And she's like, yes, I'm here. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah. I love running into people in random places. I was like, you're kidding. In New York City of all places during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You're kidding. That's incredible, Nat. No, it was was fun, though. I wouldn't change it, but it was definitely a lot of work. I think they're actually in it again this year. 
I don't do it I'll be anymore. on the lookout. So I didn't get chosen. My <laughs> knees are way too broken to be jump roping, so. Retweet. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do that anymore, so. But it's okay. It was fun while it lasted. I'm just oh, washed up now. What a good now. Thanksgiving little tidbit. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Matt Dog? So my Thanksgiving pick is simply going to be, like, coming home to family. Like, that is my pick. That is my favorite thing. Um, especially like this year. So during college, of course, like it was exciting to come home, but I went home a lot more in college than I do now. So I think it's just like everybody getting together, um, being able to chit chat, hang out and just that whole vibe. I don't know that like that itself is my favorite and getting together as friends. Like for example, last year we did a Friendsgiving at our dog house. Me and Kai did that with um, the rest of our house and then our neighbors. Like it's just such an amazing thing when everyone's just getting together and just having a nice meal. Um, And I'm doing that with some of my friends here in New York the Sunday before Thanksgiving. So I think that just getting together with people and seeing everyone in such a cozy environment is 100% my favorite. Real quick, what's your guys' favorite dish at Thanksgiving? Oh, that's a hard one. I love broccoli casserole. Have you had that before? Yeah, I do like broccoli casserole. I think mine, I like cheesy potatoes if that is considered. Oh, (laughs) if that is considered, like that is mine. But I also really, really do like green bean casserole. Like, and cranberry sauce. Honestly, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> All <food>. of it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I am not a big turkey fan. I, I don't ham. like turkey. I really don't. Honestly, will it even yeah, go on my I plate this year? I don't know. Like maybe like just because like it's the tradition, I'll put like a little corner of a piece, but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I feel like turkey's very dry. What, the vegetables? Yes, no. uh, <laughs> I would say mashed potatoes and nothing. I get a leg. Because I love legs. So you'll catch me with a fat turkey leg on my plate. Right. <laughs> a Just dinner a roll. And a fat glob of mashed potatoes. And that is it for me, baby. That's all. Are you serious? That's it? I yeah. guess. It, eh, Why do you not beer. like a any fat of root it? Beer. I'm, I'm such... So I don't know how to explain it. I'll, I'm open. I've become. I never used to be. But I've become open to trying things. And I want to like more foods so badly like I want to not be a picky eater but anything I try I just hate and everything's in a casserole and I'm like can I not just get a side of green beans like skip the casserole just give me a couple beans like I'm just I don't want to be picky but I am and I hate being picky I want to love salads I watch the Kardashians and I hear the crunch and I'm so inspired and I want to sit around a dining room table with my friends and eat a salad but I can't oh no I have to tell you I have been making this bomb salad recently it is kale with a little bit of spinach if I'm feeling arugula a little arugula we warm up Brussels sprouts sweet potatoes we put that on there and then the dressing is lemon hummus but then I like put lemon with it and mix it up so it's like a creamy thing oh my gosh it is phenomenal and then if I have them right now I don't have them so this week we'll be missing out on this but some artichokes oh my goodness best salad 
forever. It is so, Yum. so, so, so good. I don't but like Matt Dog, I want to eat that. Like that sounds <laughs> appealing, but the second I take a bite, I'm going to puke. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm obsessed with this place called Kava here in New York. I don't think it's anywhere else. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. Is it Mediterranean? It's like kind of, it's kind of like Chipotle, but like healthier in my opinion. No, I think we, we have that down here in Virginia. Okay. Well, I Virginia. love it. Do you Virginia. ever eat it? Have you ever got it? <laughs> no. I love kava. No, and that's no. what it is. It's basically a big old salad casserole and it's amazing. Yeah, no, not my thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've said it before. I want to be a salad girl. I'm not. I want to be a beer girl. I'm not a beer girl. I just... It's tough out here, guys. It's hard. (laughs) Maybe a new tradition that I am going to love, too, is um, since Nat and I don't get to see each other as much anymore, we are going to book a hotel on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving and do something fun in downtown Pittsburgh. So Nice. Nat and Kai, that's so funny. My friend, Liz, it's her birthday um, towards the end of November, and since everybody's going to be home, we're doing something on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, like we're do- celebrating her birthday then because everyone yeah. will be home. So Biggest going out night. Oh, Tequila in- Cowboy's not ready, baby. We should be sponsored by Tequila Cowboy, the amount of times we've said that. Taco Dan's, Matney. Oh, Taco Dan's and a taco. <laughs> taco Dan's, baby. Freddy's, Anna, I think you have to meet me at Freddy's. What did you say? Meet me at Freddy's Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday at nine. No, Maddie. Leave it all in, guys. I'm sorry. You can cut this part, but leave all in. It's too funny. Okay. So uh, transitioning a little bit, we're going to go into the game, the myth or truth game about my favorite book, like I said. Um, the book Why Men Love Bitches is a book full of advice in hilarious real-life relationship scenarios. It's a book that caught my attention first based off of the description saying that it's a book for nice girls in the dating world, which would be me, if you could all agree. Um, the <laughs> author of Why Men Love Bitches delivers a unique perspective as to why men are attracted to a strong woman who stands up for herself and is very confident. And the author provides compelling answers to the tough questions women often ask, such as, why are men so romantic in the beginning and why do they change? Secondly, why do men take nice girls for granted? And lastly, why does a man respect a woman when she stands up for herself? So we're going to start off the game. I'm going to pick different principles from the book that really stood out to me. And I'm just going to pick them randomly. And I'm going to ask each of you if you believe it's a myth or if it's the truth. So I'll give you a little description going into it based off of the principle that I read. But I'm going to start off with Anna. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this one kind of just as like a summarization. At the beginning, men are always very accommodating. They're trying to impress you and therefore therefore will be helpful at first. But if you start giving more than you receive, he will expect you to continue, meanwhile doing less. So the principle is... If you act like you're capable of doing everything, you get stuck doing everything. How do you mm. feel about that? Okay, so I think I think there's some truth, but I, okay. So preface: I have read this book. I read this book after Kylie um, introduced it, and 
the principle was like if you cook a full course meal at the first date, he'll always expect you to cook a full course meal. So the first date, you should only cook him like tater tots and a hot dog or something like popcorn. that. Right. Popcorn. And <laughs> popcorn. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was popcorn. No, you're right. It was that. <laughs> like <laughs> the 60 second popcorn. Um, I think there's some truth to it, but I also don't think you should cut yourself short. Um, I personally, I would never, <laughs> I think it's special to make somebody else feel special. And I think my love language is giving like gift giving. So I love, yeah, I love making people feel special. So in summary, I would say there's some truth to it. You shouldn't just give your all up front. He won't respect you for it, but I don't think you should cut yourself short and I don't think you should cut him short either. I think you should show up as your best self. Totally agree. I, agree. I love that. I think it's Do what amazing. you feel will give you the most respect while showing up as your best self. I think it's I important know. to like show through something like giving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's always been my thing too, Anna. I feel like I've shown people that I love them doing their laundry for them, cleaning up the place, just doing little things like that to show that mm-hmm. I appreciate them. So that's that's been my thing too. Yes. There is a point there is a point where you could get walked all over and you just have to know when to pull back or when, you know, how much to show when. Just right. read the vibe. But um yeah. I think But I think the book also expressed too you can't just continually like you said keep like cleaning up the room because they're just going to start expecting it all the time exactly Exactly. if that's your way of giving do it every once in a while it's a give and take that's not something that you're always going to want to do for them okay moving on to the next question so the next culprit is matt dog (laughs) okay so just the background behind this one um they will talk and tell you everything you want to hear but they're really only there to get what they want and bounce. So the principle is actions speak louder than words. Do you believe it's a myth or truth? I think it's a truth 100%. I think actions definitely speak louder than words. I do think that in the beginning, guys are not as vulnerable. So maybe in the beginning, we can give a little lenience here because they might be scared. But I do think that actions speak louder than louder than words. And literally in my personal um, situations, I feel like if you voice a situational problem and if it begins to change, you realize, oh, like they really do care and they really do see. But if they don't, like it shows like maybe they don't care. And you know what I mean? Like, so I think that, yeah, 100% actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And you know what? I will say, like, when I have truly, like, distanced myself and, like, taken myself out of the situa- situation and not said anything, that's when you get the reaction. So I, I believe it's the truth as well. Yeah, that's I what I thought, too. And then he f***ed my roommate. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And what else was I going to say, Matt Dog? Oh, um, that's funny. I believe in the vulnerability aspect that you were talking about mm-hmm. as well, because I feel like truly like they will open up to you. Like if you're not on them 24 seven, I don't know if you guys have had the same experiences, no. but yeah, it doesn't work. 
When dating someone new, it can often be exciting and fun to hang out with them, but having your own interests in life is definitely an important aspect. Um, This is why you need to make it abundantly clear to them through actions, not just your words like we talked about, that you have a life with goals and ambition outside of dating them. So the third principle I'm going to ask you about is a bitch moves to the rhythm of her own drum. Do you believe in that? I seriously believe in this one so, so much because if you guys have ever listened to Girls Gotta Eat, Ashley and Raina are like in their 30s, maybe 40s, but I think 30s. And Ashley talks about how her parents, like their marriage is just so amazing. And it's because she believes that they both have their own hobbies. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's like Mm -hmm. such a thing. I think that Mm -hmm. being able to like separate yourself, even when you're 70 years old, to go and do your own thing is so important to your relationship. So I am a true believer in this one. And I think your relationship could seriously go downhill just talking in like the future of a marriage because like if you're just constantly hanging out with each other, which a lot of people are best friends with the person they're married to, but like you seriously have to have your own hobbies to be able to do your own things on the side and be happy, just Mm -hmm. not like with being with them 24-7. So I think that's a really important one too because I've caught myself doing that too. When you love somebody so much, like all you want to do is hang out with them, obviously, Mm -hmm. but you have to make time for other things in your life because say the worst happens and you break up, like you spent all of your time with them. So I will say (laughs) there, I have been in a relationship where we were doing our own separate things in our own separate ways. And it was competitive instead of being supportive. So Mm -hmm. that's where, that's the only place that I think it could get a little difficult. It has to be in a supportive nature that you guys are doing your own things. You support each other in the things that you're doing, even though they're the things that you're doing aren't together. It has to be supportive. If it's competitive, it can be really toxic to the relationship, even though you're doing different things. Yeah. So no, that is definitely very true. Yeah. That puts more pressure on the relationship than it does if you were both doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think that's something that I've learned being out of a relationship too. Just like, you know, doing my own thing is better. I have my habits and hobbies that I love outside of being in a relationship now that I've had that time to be single and experience that. Moving on, Anna, back to you. Hello. (laughs) Okay. So this one as a summarization, expressing your feelings when you feel taken for granted never works. Men are very skilled at tuning women out when they nag. When you feel like you're being taken for granted, the best thing to do is back away. So this one is kind of similar to another one we talked about, but do you believe that less is more in a relationship? Mm. My younger self would absolutely say yes. Less is more. I would steer away from vulnerability. That's that is the only thing I issue that I had with this book. I do think that's the truth up front. I think there is a point to which you have to be vulnerable in order to make a relationship progress. I think you will end up stuck with some of the advice that she gives or shit out of luck with the guy that it could have worked with because you turned the other way and -hmm. you didn't show what you truly felt. Um, I am a, I am guilty of being hard stoned wall up, not being vulnerable. And, you know, sometimes 
it doesn't work out because you didn't show him that your true feelings. That's one end of it. That That's where my head was going when I was reading this book. You know, you have to be able to be vulnerable. And I've learned that throughout the last like four or five years. I think, you know, you shouldn't accept treatment that you don't deserve. I think there is a point where you should like cut him off a little bit and say, hey, I have an opportunity to leave. If I want to, I can hightail it out of here. I'm not that attached to you. And that does make them turn back sometimes. Um, as always, it's a matter of reading the situation. So again, I'm like 50-50 on this one. I think that in this situation, I feel like it really does. It does depend where you are at in your relationship. Because, mm-hmm. for example, if you address something that's been bothering you and you've been with someone for nine months to a year, usually they're going to acknowledge that they're like doing something that's bothering you instead of continually doing it. Um, right. So in that longer relationship, yes, 190% acknowledge the problem. It's not nagging. It's literally you expressing what you need. Because if yeah. it's going to work, you like they need to know that this is bothering you or they're going to keep doing it and it's going to keep annoying you. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think of that longer distance – I mean that longer relationship, 190%, you have to bring it up. But – Early, early on, like on the second date, if he doesn't say goodnight to you, like don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm, most yeah. of that was coming from a long-term place. You yeah. have to have open communication, healthy communication, and be mature about it. Don't play games. No. Yeah. We're over Not the later. game stage. <laughs> I'd say after yeah. I'd say after three months, like any type of game, I I hope you've cut it off by then. Like that game, like end it. The back and forth game, the cat well, and mouse thing. I don't know. I will call myself out one hundred percent on this podcast right now, but I feel like that's where I have struggled as like the nice person. Like I will not call somebody out like if they are hurting me or doing something wrong to me. Like I'll just put up with it because like I felt like I've dealt with worse. So um mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's where I've struggled with it. But at this point, I'm like, if it's emotionally just draining me, like I have to just like cut it off and move on with it. And it's mm-hmm. sad at first, but it's just something that you need to do for yourself. So for Matt Dog. <laughs> okay. With this principle, if you want to be treated well, you have to encourage it. I think to a point, yes. But also, I hope it's a no. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hope guys just know how to treat a girl well. But if you have expectations for yourself, like things that you want that maybe aren't natural to them. There's so many different situations that guys can have that I think that there are sometimes where if there's a certain thing that you want, you do have to encourage it. It's not just going to be a natural thing that's going to happen to you. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking like about like, let's say you're the type of person who really wants flowers, but your guy is just like, he's not that kind of guy. You're going to have to encourage it. It's not just coming naturally. Like if you really want them, you you might have to nag a little for that one. But... (laughs) It doesn't mean that they don't like give in a different way. So I do think in some situations, yes, but I also do think no in the sense that like I hope 
I hope that the guy you're talking to or being with just like naturally treats you good in general. Does that make sense? Mm. No, I totally agree with that. The book kind of talked about too is like, even if he's picking up the bill for dinner and it's like McDonald's, like just make sure to say thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like for guys, Mm -hmm. like saying thank you, like goes such a long way for them. Like, yeah. Always they don't always know you. what to do to like impress a girl. So like little things like that, that they're like trying their hardest to do at first, like just say thank you. Like even if it's not your favorite thing um, and you want them to continue to keep doing nice things for you, um, show your appreciation and encourage it as you go. No, 100%. So yeah, I feel like that's the true key. Thank to you men. is just so like- powerful. Please <laughs> and thank you. Like just yes. in all aspects of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like but that really excites it. them. Yeah, don't oversay yeah. it. But like if they do little things that are nice for you, make sure that you mm-hmm. show your appreciation because sometimes they don't know how to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing the book did say, it was like, say it once and then that's it. Like you don't have to say it three times and oh, then text them yeah. the next morning like, oh, thank you yeah. so much again. Like just say it once right. and move on. Yeah. yeah. No, But show that you care. Yeah. Okay. And then we will end with you, Nat, which I'm bringing up one. I read the sequel to Why Men Love Bitches, which is <laughs> Why Men Marry Bitches. <laughs> so we're going to end with one from that. Um, so it the principle was he doesn't marry a woman who is perfect. He marries the woman who is inspiring. I oh. would say that I agree with this principle. But I also think that this is something that doesn't come until later down the line because I've even noticed, not even just with me, but like a lot of my friends and stuff, people, guys our age, you know, 21, 22, 23, whatever, can be intimidated by a girl that's powerful and, you know, whatever. I think that they're attracted to it, but it also scares them. Like I've I've verbally heard that it scares people. So I think that, yes, it's attracted and I think attractive and I think that they want that but I think that it's also intimidating to them so until they're mature enough they might shy away from it a little bit but I think that it's also important to have that in a a relationship because you can push each other with that and I think that somebody that's inspiring you know is going to keep you on track and then you know, if you're both inspiring each other, it's going to keep you both on track and push you. But I think that you have to find the right balance with it. And I think maturity plays into this a lot. I feel like we're a little young for this question. Like, I don't know if I have many examples of like marriage stuff. I don't know. I have dating stuff, but the, most of the guys that I know are not in a phase of marriage. And I don't know what they're looking for right now. It's definitely um, not like that mature, not that mature of an outlook. I definitely agree with like the first part of it. Like, I don't think a man wants to marry the perfect girl. I just, I think I'm thrown off by the inspiring part of it. Cause like, I don't know. I think like the inspiring part is like you challenge them to be better every day, right? Like you're not just letting them sit there and be just whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're challenging them to like, to the next thing, like not just stay at the level they're at. That's what I take from the inspiring aspect, personally. I agree with I that. Like that. And I feel that some it, guys need that push in exactly, life. They because, need that girl yeah. that is going to make them a better person and like exactly. that they can give an equal amount that you're giving to them. So I, I know. agree with what you said, Matt Be- Dog. Because a very inspired woman 
I think I would consider all of us very inspired women. I don't think we are going to let ourselves sit at level one for the next 10 years of our life Mm -mm. because you want to challenge yourself to be the next level. And though it can be uncomfortable, but I think then that also that inspiring aspect that's rubbing off on them. And I think that that is what that part of it is. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's how you grow from being uncomfortable. So thank you guys all for hanging out with us today for this exciting episode. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and like everything on our Instagram and Facebook. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs>